Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. Hello, Villanova. This is Please Tune In. I'm Ryan, your host. Going it alone today because Allison Bayada is in New York City for the IBS Awards. Those are the Intercollegiate Broadcasting Something Awards. They are... WXU is nominated for a few things there, including a liner done by our very own Allison. We wish her the best of luck. Uh... To start, we're going to do a few white cards. So, the Berwyn Indoor and Outdoor Vintage Flea Market features antiques, collectibles, vintage jewelry, and fashion, and so much more. The flea market happens every Saturday and Sunday through April from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Berwyn Indoor and Outdoor Flea Market is located at 270 West Swedesford Road in Berwyn. More information is available at philafleamarkets.org. Got the Sunday scaries? Relax with Sonic Bliss every Sunday at 10 p.m. Sonic Bliss is designed to help you unwind with three hours of trip-hop, dream-pop, acoustic, ambient, and world grooves. No, it's not a love song show, but if you want to make out to it, that's fine. Chill out with Sonic Bliss Sundays at 10 p.m. on V891 The Roar. Now getting back to a usual please tune in bit. We are going to read the Villanovan. And I realize we never really talk about the cover page of the Villanovan, but it is an interesting cover page today. The big article is Armed Robbery on SEPTA Triggers Campus Shelter-in-Place Order. This is a very interesting uh, event that happened uh, about a week ago um, where, yeah, there was a robbery on the train station very close to the commons where I live. Uh, nothing happened. Uh, everyone's safe, thank goodness. But it, uh, I did hear that some people had to hang out in the... Connolly Center and Library to like 1 a.m. before they were clear to go back to their dorms, which is unfortunate, but I do think makes for a funny uh, movie scenario, kind of like Breakfast Club-esque, where, you know, you're stuck inside like an area you can't leave, you know, with people you don't know. I don't know, maybe there's something there. All right, now on to the bit I know you're waiting for, the public safety blotters. So, our first item of the day is harassment, terrorist threats, and theft by deception. On Fe- Ooh, this is a series of days. So, from February 6th to 12th in Stanford Hall, a resident student reported that they were the victim of an internet scam after being threatened to comply to complete a transfer of money. The total value lost was $1,550. That's that's terrible. I feel 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 very bad for them. There's I reading the pub safe blotter as often as I do. I've noticed that there are different uh, types of theft. There's theft by 
uh, dispos- well, disposition, they spell it wrong, but theft by dispossession, where something is just taken. But then there's also theft by deception, where you are, you know, you're tricked into giving up money. Last week, we had a theft by deception, um, the victim of which was an Augustinian friar here at Villanova. And it appears that another resident student was threatened and transferred like a lot of money. We actually have another threat or theft by deception uh, from February 12th to 15th. Weird ranges on these ones. In the Connolly Center, a female resident student reported being the victim of an internet scam. The total amount lost is $450. It seems that there is some sort of internet scammer targeting Villanova students. So watch out out there. This is uh, a theme in the past two weeks we've had. Uh, the other item is the, you know, SEPTA attempted robbery. Um, and another one. Oh, em- oh, in the Mullen Center, employee uh, uh, violence. Uh, one employee physically struck another employee at the Mullen Center. Hopefully the beef is squashed and everything is settled. Uh, another one. Classic disorderly conduct, criminal mischief, liquor underage in Trinity Hall. A was that on February sixteenth? Oh wait a minute, hold on. I gotta check my calendar because I may have a personal connection. Oh, well, before, while I'm pulling this up, Allison says hi, listeners. Hi, please tune in, family. She misses you guys. We know she would rather be here than in this uh big old conference but she is having a fun time at the conference and uh we again fingers crossed that she wins okay uh when was this the 16th so last thursday so okay uh okay interesting interesting okay yeah so i'm gonna give our listeners all uh i don't know how many of you are. i don't even know protect oh okay at least five of our listeners, the inside scoop on this public safety blotter item. I think this is the first time we've ever been really to do a a deep dive into this one. So on February 16th, yeah, so this was Wednesday night going into Thursday. Last week, I was woken up at like 2 a.m. by people coming in from somewhere speaking loudly in the hall which is okay like annoying but like i get it you know maybe you're a little intoxicated you know maybe you don't realize the sound of your voice with your friends okay that's fine but the sound persisted and actually got worse because what happened was loud banging happening like over and over and over sounded like stuff like it was crashing i i will admit i got a little fed up And I did alert public safety about this noise complaint because I was sure that I wasn't the only one being woken up by this. This was all the way down the hall. I'm not going to disclose exactly where, but this was all the way down the hall. And I, I I could hear it. So I assume everyone in the hall could hear this and probably was disturbed by it in some way. And I did hear, I didn't investigate, but I did hear that the public safety officers arrived. And now we have confirmation of this here in the blotter. A male resident student under the age of 21 was evaluated for alcohol intoxication after he was observed damaging university property inside his residence hall room. So there we have it, folks. 
they were in fact smashing things in those rooms. My hunch was correct, and they were held accountable. Is this is this bad? Is this bad of me to talk about? I don't know. I don't have Allison here to hold me accountable, so no one's no one can stop me here. Last item on the public safety blotter: carrying a false ID, liquor underage, public drunkenness, public urination too. Oh, that's a that's a fun one. You don't see a lot in the Lancaster Residence Hall lot. Oh, I guess the parking lot by the Commons. Um, one male resident student under the age of 21 was evaluated for alcohol intoxication after being observed urinating in public. The, the student was also in possession of a counterfeit ID card. That's when they'll get you on. Yeah. That, I, I don't know what kind of crime having, it's like fraud, some type of fraud, I would assume. Yeah. Well, 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 I don't know. We will never do uh, proper research. So let's see if there is a... Yes, there is. There's an Ask the Villanovan this time. Very sad that I don't have Allison here to do the Ask the Villanovan with me. I think she brings she brings uh, her A-game to these. Uh, there's also a crossword in, in the back. They've been doing crosswords in the back page now uh, somewhat recently. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to play the weather. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Clear skies tonight will get down to 23 for a low. Cloudy and chilly on your Saturday, high of just 35. And a mix of sun and clouds Sunday will warm back up to 52. And here is a podcast promo. Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. The greatest semester indeed, and another reason why you should check out our podcast feed is because of two podcast series hosted by yours truly. We have So You Have a Podcast, a podcast about podcasts where I interview podcasters on my podcast. It's fun. It's funny. Um, We interviewed Matt Christman of Chopper Trap House and Hell of Presidents and Hell on Earth, and... Chris Wade of the same. Uh, they're both very good interviews, very interesting. If you're a fan of them, or if you're not, go check them out. We also did another interview, very long, uh, hour 40 long interview with two of the hosts of Gladio Free Europe, which is a podcast that looks at history through uh, historical movies. So they watch, uh, you know, movies like. Um, I don't know if they've done this one, but a good example would be like The Northman is one that came out recently, uh, another historical movie um, that they've mentioned was uh, Gladiator. Uh, so there's uh, they've done it a lot, but it, it's very interesting. Uh, the discussion ranges from talking about what makes good movies, what makes good historical movies, how movies influence how we remember history, because frequently... Way, the way people think about history is much, much more informed by the movies and media depictions of historical events and periods than, you know, history classes that you took a while ago and you probably don't remember. Like the image of the medieval period uh, is probably more informed by something like Monty Python uh, and the Holy Grail 
than you know what you what you learned in you know sophomore year of high school uh and, and that's very interesting to talk about uh so it's really cool definitely go check it out and the second podcast series that i am hosting is profcast uh we're just sort of getting it started right now but we already have two interviews out the first one is with dr marcus Kreuzer. he is the former chair of the political science department here and the second one was with uh, Dr. Weldzius. He is a an associate professor in the Department of Political Science here. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Dr. Kreuzer is a comparative does comparative historical analysis. Uh, it has a book coming out called The Grammar of Time uh, soon. This is very interesting. We talked about um, how political science methods differ. How you can evaluate history within the discipline of political science um and a little bit about his own personal research um his phd was about the breakdown of democracy in the interwar period and he specifically looked at germany and france and compared how the political parties there uh differed and why one country uh ended up being more susceptible to a uh you know, fascist political formation, the Nazis, whereas France wasn't. Uh, so that's interesting. And then Dr. Weldius, um, his uh, specialized area is international political economy, which has to deal with things like international trade, uh, monetary, uh, international monetary policy, international financial and economic organizations like the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. And that's very interesting. Uh, he talked about... Um, a lot of the work that he's done, uh, the types of questions that international political economy addresses, and uh, just uh, some interesting things about like banking crises and economic crises and different classes that he's taught. I, I've taken classes with both these professors. So we have a bunch more of these on the way. You could be on the lookout for one with Dr. Arapis, who is in the public administration department, uh, Dr. Popa, who is in the philosophy department. Dr. Murphy, who's in the history department, uh, and Dr. Grubiak, who is in the uh, humanities department. And hopefully we get a few more in there, but those are the ones that I have planned out now. Uh, they, they're, I'm trying to do them for about 50 minutes, so they're not too long. They're definitely like a commute listen, if you know you have a commute. Uh, so, yeah, well, what are we going to do now? They asked the Villanovan, that's right. Okay, so... We finally decided that this bit is called Answer the Villanovan. So, the Villanovan asks, I want to find a girlfriend, and it feels practically impossible. I'm already a junior and have never had a relationship nor a first kiss. Would this be a turnoff to girls I want to get with? If it matters, I feel like I click better with older girls. Interesting. So, this is interesting. This is an interesting question. This is a, I think, increasing problem for a lot of people it's mostly like thought of to be a like young male problem but i do think it is a problem uh that affects uh, all young people um the problem of not having experiences in intimate relationships um and i don't think that's a big turnoff to people that not having been experienced up until what you're like, you know, 2021, that's not a big deal. Um, the, the thing I said last week that I think might be good advice for this person is if you're too fixated on this question, 
of getting a girlfriend, you will have a harder time getting said girlfriend because you will approach social situations uh, with an air of uh, neediness and and of uh, uncomfortable urgency that is off-putting to people, which I know this is very difficult to do. How do you achieve your goal by not achieving your goal or by not focusing on achieving your goal? Uh, You know, how do you balance that? It is difficult. I know that. But I do think that it is... Uh, advisable um and the other thing i click better with what do you mean older girls like you're tw- 20 like everyone is in, i don't know um but let's see what the villain open says the villain open says first off if somebody is going to be thrown off by not having by you not having had your first kiss it's not someone you want to be with true i agree with him on that one if you're looking for someone older and you're a junior that limits the on-campus options Maybe make a Tinder or Bumble profile and set your age range for 21 plus or take a trip to the law school. Ooh. See, I feel like dating apps might be good, but it might make it more difficult for this person. Right? Um, It's very interesting, like, how dating apps have... I think made a lot. We, this is a, a something that comes up a lot when we do the Ask the Villanova, but relationship difficulties that have uh, a relationship to social media and, and, and date. And I'm including dating apps within social media, um, but like I, I, I really do think it has made it more difficult to organically meet people. Um, I, I do think that, that that sort of muscle of meeting people out in the world and, and you know, get, asking them out, going on a date with them, developing a relationship, I think that that ability is, is a lot less in people my age because of these dating apps. I, I, I forget the stats, but I think more than half of people my age that are in relationships met through dating apps. Like that is the primary means of meeting people. It's that or like you met them in college or high school or something like that. Other than that, like like the, like a classic like meet cute scenario, you know, like you're walking down the street, you're both walking your dogs and you know, things get tangled. It, just does, it doesn't really happen. Uh, as much as I, I would think it it used to, um, so but I, that's the tough thing. It's like how are you going to avoid using a dating app if you are looking for someone to date? It, you know, it's it's a uh, is the term like a catch twenty two? Is that the appropriate one for this? I don't know. All right, moving on to the second. Ask the villain open question. I've had a crush on a girl for a year now. And she graduates this spring. I really want to confess to her and start dating her before we have to go a long distance, as I will still be in college after she graduates. How do I do this? Oh, buddy, that I think the ship has sailed on this one. I mean, if you're like, if you're okay with a short-term thing, maybe go for it. But it doesn't seem like you are. Um, that uh, that's tough. Distance is tough. It it really does put a strain on even the most strong relationships it's it's yeah um they say that the clock's ticking shoot your shot if you only have a few months left in school together what's the risk if it goes well 
you fall in love. If it goes poorly, you're gone in a few months. Who cares? That's good. Okay. I kind of agree with them on that one. Um, but the, uh, there's the tough thing. Like, if it goes well and then distance happens and it goes poorly, that can be pretty difficult, right? Um, like, if you try to make it persist into, the, like, you know, the next year. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if you can get through that, and it could become a long-term thing. But, mm, again, there's that risk. All right, I think I'm going to play a song now. I've been talking for a while. Let's let's see. What do our listeners want to hear? WXVU has a, a wonderful new song library. Uh, where is it? No, not that. Not, uh, you guys know about Goodness Bowls? Goodness Bowls is a proud supporter of WXVU, a one-stop shop for healthy eating. Located minutes from campus, Goodness Bowls offers a wide variety of smoothies, bowls, juices, salads, wraps, toasts, and much more. Goodness Bowls is open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. Goodness Bowls can be ordered online at goodnessbowls.com or on Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. Nova Bucks are accepted. Goodness Bowls is located in the Villanova Plaza on Lancaster Avenue, right next to Starbucks. Uh, I've seen it whenever I've gone to the Starbucks down there. It looks pretty good. I haven't been there, but I'll probably go at some point. Uh, also, quick note, Nova Bucks are silly. Nova Bucks is just money. I don't... Oh, hello. I don't know how they get people to uh, use them. Um, but let's see if we can pop on a song now. Uh... Uh, don't have dead air. Oh, here we go. What are you guys trying to listen to? Uh, oh, I gotta check to see how big our like jazz thing is, because I bet Nick has this loaded. Okay, it's pretty big. Uh, okay. Uh, oh yeah. That was a good one. No, you're good, you're good. You're covering a game. Oh, nice.
Don't write yourself off yet It's only in your head you feel left out Or look down on Just do your best Do everything you can And don't you worry what their bitter hearts Are gonna say It just takes some time Little girl, you're in the middle of the ride Everything, everything will be just fine Everything, everything will be alright, alright It just takes some time Little girl, you're in the middle of the ride Everything, everything will be just fine Everything, everything will be alright Yo, remember Yo. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like <laughs>
And we're back. You are listening to V891 The Roar. And this is Please Tune In. I'm Ryan without Allison today. Uh, and you just listened to, oh, what song was that? Doo-wop, That Thing by Lauren Hill. And the one before that was The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Two very good songs. I love looking at the library. I was looking through it during the songs. A lot of cool songs put in there by our very cool DJs. I, I love the musical shows. Definitely takes a lot of effort to curate a cool playlist thematically resonant playlist it is great they do they do great works but we're going to get into the villanova now so we have a very interesting article here if you haven't heard students mom runs for president last week republican nikki haley former south carolina governor and u.n ambassador announced her 2020 presidential campaign on president's day the villanovans spoke to villanova jr nalene haley the son of nikki haley to talk about what it's like to have a parent run for president so there's a lot in this article i'll uh skip to the uh, very interesting stuff you know uh seems like a you know obviously normal normal enough uh, kid, you know, average Villanovan. Um, here's here's some of the fun parts. Um, while he does not fear for his mom's physical safety, or while he does fear for his mom's physical safety sometimes, what mostly bothers him is the media. When you're on the inside looking out, you realize how inaccurate things are, he said. It becomes where you feel like they're making the story rather than telling it. So that's the frustrating part. It's just a lot of lies because you can't do anything about it. Yeah, very articulate. Um, recently, CNN anchor Don Lemon commented on Haley's campaign announcement. He specifically called for a new generation of politicians as he said that she wasn't, quote, in her prime. Uh, Haley was annoyed by Lemon's comments, but he knows his mom is strong and that those comments won't bother her. I gotta say, this was very funny. What, like, what was he talking about? Like, he got suspended f- for a period. Don Lemon's all- off CNN for now. Um, but, like, what do, you, what do you mean not in her, like, prime... F- like, for what? I don't know what he was going on about. It's it very funny goof by him. But I saw that the Haley campaign is selling merch that has, uh, like, not in her prime in quotes on it, which is funny, uh... I recommend getting uh, campaign merch that is funny. You know, it, it, it still it still is funny. Uh, I saw someone talking on Twitter about how they regret not getting Jeb exclamation uh, point merch from 2016. Uh, you know, the failed Jeb Bush campaign. Um, so continuing with the article. Um, one of Haley's biggest competitors in the primary will be former President Donald Trump, who is known for his aggressive rhetoric and nicknames for his opponents, including Sleepy Joe, Crooked Hillary, and Ron DeSanctimonious. We'll do a quick sidebar on these nicknames. Ron DeSanctimonious is terrible. Is I, I don't he I don't think he came up with that. I think one of his little little uh, staffers came up with that. Listen, well, he doesn't have a staffer, but you know, someone in his circle came up with that. I, that does not seem like a classic Trump burn. Um, Oh, Allison's listening. Aw. Thank you, Allison. I'm so glad you're listening. I am a proud owner of a Hot Boys for Bernie shirt. I'm very proud of that. Um, yeah. Uh, I thank you. I am serving. I And, and I miss you. I, I, we, we do wish Allison was here. I know she would have some very funny things to say about this, but 
like I, I constantly go back back and forth between it's over for Trump and oh he's back like he's so back because like Ron DeSanctimonious is like not good like come on but then we heard that he said like Meatball Ron fire that's awesome yeah Meatball Ron that's great um, and but then he kind of backtracked on that and I'm like oh I don't know about this like is he like did he like lose his fastball right is that really him? But like, it, it, they leaked it, so it's out there. So, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, right now, I'm on a more of like a he's back kind of wave. Um, yeah, yeah. Allison said he's so back. No, I think he's back. And the the reason that I think he's back is because of him going to the McDonald's in East Palestine, um, Ohio. If you haven't been listening to the WXVU U.S. News Minute made by me, you may not have heard that there was a train derailment and massive chemical spill um, in East Palestine, Ohio. And a Monday this week, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday this week, Trump went there. He went to the McDonald's there. He, big crowd, he was like, hey, you know, he went up to the cashier and said to the people working there, he was like, I probably know this menu better than you guys, which is funny, right? And then he ordered like burgers for everyone or something. Great optics, very funny. Um, Brandon was in Kiev in, in Ukraine at the same time. Um, I mean, people will probably forget about this, but I, I do think it is like a unforced error, to use a baseball metaphor, on on the Democrats' part or on Brandon's part. Uh, makes Trump look very good. I think going there and like bragging about knowing the McDonald's menu really well and then ordering people burgers is class is a classic Trump move. Um, for those of you that remember, the the best photo from Trump's presidential term is the one of him grinning like a fool in front of a, like a, a a table full of like McDonald's uh, stuff on like platters. Um, it's so funny. It, it's it's a very it's kind of a surreal image because it's like very symmetrically composed. He's just so happy, and it's just like in the White House on like uh you know like this like you know like it, it's like so funny because it's like like a like a you know a, a fillet o fish on like a a silver tray that Winston Churchill gifted to Harry Truman or something. It's it's very funny. Um, but yeah, Trump McDonald's moments are always great. Um, it's yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah, we can talk about the McDonald's McDonald's order. Um, Allison wants uh, a, a McDouble with fries. I would get. What would I get at McDonald's? Ooh, I'm kind of. I'm very hungry right now. Actually, I I, I only had breakfast today. I was uh, did not really have time for lunch. I uh, after my one class today, took Allison to the train station. And then went to work and was grinding on an essay, which I did finish and I submitted. So all my, uh, you know, supporters out there, don't worry. Um, but yeah, what would I get at McDonald's right now? I probably would go on the, the McDonald's app, look for the deal. They usually have like a good McNuggets deal. I, I do like their nuggets. They're pretty good. Um, I also enjoy... Uh, I enjoy like a like a quarter pounder with cheese. That's pretty good. Um, very funny story about my parents. One of their first, I guess, interactions was they both worked at King Cullen, which is a local grocer on Long Island. And 
my dad was going to McDonald's to get lunch one day and asked the other people that worked there if they wanted anything. And my mom asked him, hey, could you get me a Big Mac? So Big Mac played a role in, in my uh, I, I identity. Um, uh, I, I'm we're, we're getting some call, calls in right now. My mom had a filet of fish today because it is Lent. Um, yes, no fish. No fish today, everyone. It is Lent. Um, oh, Bella, ba- back on political merch topic. Quick, quick retract or go back to that. Uh, my sister Bella has a Barb's for Bernie hat or beanie. Barb's for Bernie beanie. That's funny. Um, Barb's, of course, being fans of Nicki Minaj. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, what were we talking about? McDonald's? Yeah, I, I, I like I like the ice cream cone there. I never had the ice cream cone until probably like two uh, probably two years ago at this point, uh, where uh I went to McDonald's with Allison and she wanted to get an ice cream cone. It's actually very good. I, I do like it. And sometimes they bless it. They like put like so much ice cream on the ice cream cone. It's really good. It's great. I do I do like the ice cream cone a lot. And if you take off the uh little paper thing that goes around the cone because of course you're gonna eat the cone that's one of the best parts you can fold it up and make a little worm out of the paper me and allison have collected a bunch of worms um yeah we kind of went off topic there we were talking about nikki haley um uh i'm curious to see what nickname donald trump comes up with her they did she did work under him. She did appoint her as the UN ambassador. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I gotta be honest. I, I don't think that. Um, oh yeah, the bottom of the best. I did. I said that the bottom part of the cone is the best. The bottom, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but I, I, I don't think Nikki Haley's campaign is really going to go anywhere. I think best case scenario for her is she lands a, you know, a well-paying sinecure at some sort of media organization. Um, like, you know, maybe Don Lemon's uh, position. Maybe he gets fired and she gets, uh, a, you know, well-paying spot on the, uh, on the news. Because, of course, you'd rather do that than be president. I mean, being president, like, does seem like it's way more work and it's more stressful than just being a news contributor. So I I think if I were Nikki Haley, that's what I would try to go for. I would try to use this campaign as a launching pad to get a, you know, media position. Everyone wants a media job. I mean, of course, Nikki, uh, okay. Allison's not here to, uh, interject, uh, at political talk time, but Nikki Haley is, She's the former governor of South Carolina. She was the UN ambassador under Trump. She's a Republican politician. She's just, that's what she is. Uh, and her son goes to Villanova. I did explain this to Allison. Um, I don't know why she's asking me. Um, back to the article. Um, Haley got some pushback online this fall after speaking at a campaign event for Dr. Oz. Well, rip, rip Dr. Oz. 
John John Redditman really took that one. John Redditman also checked in to the hospital for depression recently. Uh, wish him all the best. Uh, hope he gets well. I guess he just like got to the Senate and was like, oh, and he just fell into a deep depression. I, I don't blame him. Um, but at a campaign event for Dr. Oz, Nikki Haley said that she is worried whenever her son steps off campus, which is interesting to say, given that the Villanova area is very safe um i know that i know that's for some that might seem a little weird saying that uh, off of there was just like a robbery that recently but it is a very wealthy very safe zip code um i've never felt unsafe off camp like if you step if you step off campus you're just in like a nice neighborhood you know and you just walk yeah it's i don't know um and she is a mom. She does worry. Her son mentions that in the interview. Yeah, yeah mom's worried. It happens. You can't really uh, knock her too much for that. Um, she also said, this is actually kind of fire. Um, she, want, she wants to have Congress to have mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. Which, you know what? That would be, that would be funny. I support that purely for, like, that would be funny. And I would love to see, like... Like, I imagine, like, if they ever did something like this, it would be the easiest test of all time. Like, a few years ago, um, Trump took a, like, a a test, like, for, of, like, I don't know, mental competency. But the questions were stuff like, what animal am I describing? It is big, has four legs, has a bunch of hair around its neck, and roars. And you answer, oh, a lion. Like, yeah. Uh, starting at 100, subtract 7, th- you know, four times and tell me what those numbers are. Okay. 93, uh, 100 and, or 86, uh, you know, stuff like that. So it's not difficult questions, but he kind of bragged about it, which is funny. Um, but I, I would be, it would be something like that. It would be an incredibly easy test. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else on the article? Uh, not really. Um, let's see if there's other articles in the Villanovan. Ooh, this is an interesting article about an event that I thought about going to but didn't go to. Is liberal an insult? Recap of LePage Center webinar. So let's do a little reading about this. Um, eh, eh, it doesn't seem that interesting. Never mind. Um, student eagle eagles fans monsters or men? Well, hmm, depends. Um, what else do we got? Oh, another article about the is liberal like a bad a dirty word or something? Um, ooh, new campus club sport. Pickleball. Pickle. Okay. Pickleball is being like psyoped into our brains. I, this came out of nowhere. Like, I, wh- who, like, what, who is pickleball for? Like, what, what is this? I'm not going to bother learning about this. I'm just, I, I, I like being in ignorance. I like, I like talking about things that I don't know a lot about. It's fun. Uh, but we do have horoscopes. So let's read off. Allison's horoscope, she is a Leo? Yeah, she's a Leo. Yeah. Um, 
Hmm. Uh, let's see. Where's the Leo one? There it is. Okay, so for Leos this week, this week the stars are urging you to reevaluate your priorities. Although it may feel great to have your foot on the gas at all moments regarding school, work, and responsibilities, you need to make sure you are balancing time for yourself and your relationships without dedicating the proper amount of attention and care to the important friendships of your life and your relationships and your relationship with yourself. You will run into burnout. A little bit of self-care and time spent with those you love will pay off in the long run. I think that's good advice for Allison, honestly. Step off the gas a little bit. Do a little self-care. Maybe do a face mask. Take a bubble bath. Something like that. Pretty short one for Scorpio. Scorpios have a bad reputation within the horoscope community. I don't know why. So do Gemini. Do Gemini still? That was a thing when I was like 16 that like Geminis were like, ooh, they're the bad one. Um, I don't know if that's still like a, like a thing people say. But for Scorpios, you have been burning it at both ends. You know that this is not sustainable. This week, focus on recommitting to your wellness and what sparks joy within you. Uh, whether it be movement, grabbing a lunch, uh, lunch with a friend, or just taking time to just be. Uh, this is kind of the same advice as the other one. This is the thing with horoscopes. They are Barnum statements. They're just designed to apply to everyone. Not a lot of other articles in the Villanovan right now. So I'll... I'll try to play some uh, PSAs. What do we got? Napping PSA. Ooh. Ugh. I'm setting another timer for 30 minutes. Ugh. I'm so tired. What time is it? Ah, I have to go to class. Have you ever woken up from a nap like this? Here's some advice, backed by research, to take naps that help you wake up refreshed and sleep at night without trouble. Number one, keep naps short. Naps should only be 15 to 30 minutes long. Number two, optimal napping time is between 1 and 4 p.m., but find a time that works for you. Number three, nap in a quiet, dark, and cool environment without distractions. That means no phones. Really? No phones? Correct, no phones. Now you can feel more rested during those tough work weeks. Happy catnapping, Wildcats. And remember, don't sleep on sleep. This PSA was brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. And we're back. You are listening to V891, The Roar. And I have a very special guest calling in. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, Ryan. I would love to introduce myself. Um, my name is Allison. I'm thrilled to be on Please Tune In for the first time ever. What are you talking about? You're my co-host. You're on You're on all the time. It's true, but I'm live from New York for the first time ever. Yeah, live from New York. It's Allison Knight. Live from New York City. <laughs> yeah, it's Allison Knight. Do, do an SNL type bit for us put me on the spot here after a day of travel i am unfortunately exhausted i am at a hotel in new york waiting and making chris to deliver me some starbucks so what are you getting from starbucks an ice matcha with vanilla what else would i be getting from starbucks oh an ice ma- Ooh, the starbucks ice matchas are pretty good i 
I know I'm so excited to have one. It's such a rare treat because I don't go to Starbucks often. It's expensive. Yeah, and yeah. Holy Grouse, of course. Oh, um, we love our Holy Grouse. Yeah, and I just attended two conference sessions. The first was about um, making a podcast, and I feel like it was just a lot of millennials saying uh, kind of silly things to us, like, make sure you're on Twitter. It's the LinkedIn of podcasting. Oh, well, um, I mean, that is, hey, that is that is how we've I've reached out to po- other podcasters for So You Have a Podcast. Oh, I know, I know. They were so right about it. Um, but they said some other silly, goofy things. Were there any like, podcasters with, like, any juice there? No, I mean, there was one girl, and her show was called, like, Emo's Girl something or That's whatever. That's cool. That's so, cool. Yeah, you can tell she looked kind of emo. Um, so she was interesting. But there were the other two guys that were there were pretty old, and they were like, I was there in the beginning with Joe Rogan. I made a podcast before the world even knew what a podcast was. And I was like, all right, slow down, Buster. Like, it's, it's, you didn't invent the podcast, you know? No, exactly. Like, if you were there with Joe Rogan, why is he like a multi-millionaire? And you're like, uh, yeah, exactly. And then one guy was like, being a podcaster, being a small business owner, you know, there's no difference between me and a guy that owns a deli. And I was like, I think there's a difference. No, there's actually. a big difference. Because that guy provides actually, food to people. He does work and provides a valuable service, and you have no job. Like, yeah. can you do a boom sound for me? No Boom. Job. No Boom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. And then the second one I attended was for women in the radio and media. So I learned so much about how to be a woman. And they did this, I thought, kind of like, I don't know. I, I guess that it was like a women's conference session. But they did a bit of a strange thing, kind of like, like pitting like women against men and being like, oh, you know, like, like men do this and men do that and whatever. And it's like, Media is just kind of a tough industry all around. And, like, anyone can kind of be horrible to you, you know? It doesn't always have to be, like, a man. I don't know. Am I being really pick-me right now? Uh, I, I reject the concept of the pick-me, actually. What about that? Wow. That's really great. I love that. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the questions were, like, how do you, as a woman, deal with conflict in the workplace? What if, like, you don't want to, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, be nice to people? Or are you supposed to be, like, a stern leader? And it's like, why are you asking, like, just, like, I don't know. Like, what do you want them to say to you? Are there a lot of people at the conference? It's a high school and college conference. So it's pretty busy, I would say. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So I learned so much more about how to be a woman, and I will be... I will be 50% more woman by the time I come back to you in Pennsylvania. That's incredible. What an amazing development. Yeah, for real. What are you planning on getting up to tonight? Um, I will be getting dinner with Dina and Nick and Chris. And then I'm not sure if Carol's coming to dinner, but perhaps Carol as well. And then I will be going home and surprising my family. My mom keeps texting me because I had to um, reload up my Metro card. Um, at the train station and so I swipe my card and my mom gets a notification when my bank balance is under $50 so she sent me like a dozen texts being like have you are you buying something with your card are you buying something with your card because funny story a few months ago I kept getting charges to my card from McDonald's in New York and (laughs) and I wasn't in New York I was in Pennsylvania 
And I was wondering what those charges could be. And so I had to call the bank and have my debit card canceled because I thought that there was fraud happening. And it turns out it was my brother who was buying McDonald's with my yes. debit card. You got the money refunded, right? And I got the money refunded. And wow. he was like, yeah, that was just me getting a Big Mac. Free McDonald's. That's amazing. So, where are you going to dinner? I'm not sure yet, but we, we will see. Well, it's New yeah. York City. You got so many options. Oh, so true. Every type of food you possibly want is you here. Could, you could get a New York City slice. You could get. You could go a to a deli. I love like a hot dog. Ooh. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'll go. I would rather, I think, start. And then I'm going to go home and surprise my family because they still don't know I'm home even though my mom is concerned about my debit card. And That's I'm so like, exciting. Surprise! I'm very excited. But I do have to pop in and say a quick hello to our listeners. We didn't miss you too much. Oh, they miss you so much. I'm sure they do. I am like the fun one and I bring levity to the show, which would otherwise just be a political rant about like, gosh... Donald Trump is so funny. That's what it would be if I was not on the show the whole time. Yeah, you, you bring a very needed energy. I do, really do. I'm very vivacious. Oh, you're anyway, so vivacious. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of the show. Um, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Can we do like our um, I'm Ryan and I'm something? Yeah, I'm Ryan. And I'm Allison. And you're listening to... Please tune in. On V891... Everywhere. All right, Ryan, have an excellent rest of your show, and I'm excited to talk to you tonight. Yeah, me too. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was Allison calling in, so dedicated to the show that she even does it while away in New York City. I did have a request to do one more horoscope, the cancer horoscope. So you've been holding on for much too long. You find comfort in reminiscing about the past. With spring in the air, it is time to purge yourself of former memories that no longer are serving you. Cutting off this dead weight will allow new and more beneficial flowers to bud. What good advice. What good advice. So I've kind of exhausted the Villanovan for today but i figured we could do a bit that i'm normally not allowed to do because it's kind of boring to people normal people but um today in history so we're going to open up my wikipedia app let it load and then take a look at the today in history tab which is always very fun um oh wait bella wants me to talk about okay yeah yeah weird jimmy carter thing Uh, as everyone knows jimmy carter is in hospice care very sad um hope his family's all around him um okay here is a question that was posed to jimmy carter and his answer one of the promises that you made in 1976 was that you were that was that if you were elected you would look into the reports from roswell and see if there had been any cover-ups did you look into that? This was Carter's answer. Well, in a way. Oh, what is his voice? It's kind of like a southern southern good old boy voice. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Well, in a way, I became more aware of what our intelligence services were doing. There was only one instance that I'll talk about now. We had a plane go down in the Central African Republic. A twin-engine plane, small plane, and we couldn't find it. So we oriented satellites that were going around the Earth every 90 minutes to fly over that spot 
where we thought it might be and take photographs. We couldn't find it. So the director of the CIA came and told me that he contacted a woman in California that claimed to have supernatural abilities. And she went into a trance and she wrote down latitudes and longitudes. And we sent our satellite over that latitude and longitude and there was the plane. Very strange event. Um, very weird. Um, huh. That, that's, that's funny. I wonder, I wonder why he, he did that. Um... There's a few funny Jimmy Carter incidents. There's an, uh, an, a Jimmy Carter incident where he was attacked by a giant swimming rabbit. He was out on his boat fishing, and a, a large rabbit started swimming towards his boat, and he kind of splashed it, and it went away. Very funny incident. Kind of weird. Another one is back when he was in the Navy. He was lowered into a nuclear reactor to like help stave off a you know a, some sort of like. Uh, breakdown of the system um very interesting another fun jimmy carter incident was uh the the volker shock um uh for those of you that don't know the volker shock was a steep increase in interest rates that had drastic ramifications for the u.s and the global economy that i don't fully understand so i won't talk about now but that that psychic thing is weird i don't know what to make of it um if you have opinions on it, uh, let us know. Sound off in the in the chat. Um, all right, what do we got? All right, today in history. So these things are always a little bit hit or miss, just because there's a lot of a lot of the Wikipedia articles that have a date attached to them are just like, oh, a plane crashed. So it, it, it is tough to find a good one. That, you know, you can, like, uh, you know, find, like, uh, one that you can, like, I could riff on a little bit. Um, let's see. Um, ooh. 24 years ago, in 1999, Kurdish rebel leader Abdullah Asalan was charged with treason in Ankara, Turkey. Asalan's an interesting figure. He was a leader of a Turkish resistance group. For those of you that don't know, or sorry, Kurdish is a Turkish. Kurdish. The Kurds are a stateless ethnic group in the Middle East. They live in northern Syria, Iraq, and southeastern Turkey, for the most part. And they... Like Kurdish, a lot of Kurdish organizations have been designated for decades by Turkey as terrorist organizations because the Kurds have agitated for greater autonomy or self-governance, and Ocalan was one such leader. Um, but when he was in jail, he developed. He read uh, Murray Bookchin, who is a communalist, anarchist type philosopher, and uh, Ocalan developed a political theory called democratic centralism which is a kind of quasi anarchist quasi socialist ideology which has somewhat been implemented in parts of syria after uh when the syrian civil war broke out and then when isis got really big a lot of uh the isis territory was retaken by uh, Kurdish groups in Turkey, and they implemented these ideas. I haven't really followed. That was a big thing in like 2017. I remember that was kind of popping. 
Um, but I don't know if that is still, uh, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on over there. There's a very funny, this give, give you a little web into what my Twitter feed is like. There's a very funny, uh, reoccurring, uh, tweet where I think it's one account, but other people have riffed on it where it's, it's a, like a screenshot or a picture of like somewhere on the map. And it's like, what goes on here? Uh, and it'll be something like, you know, like Suriname in South America or, um, like, uh, the, uh, like Orkney islands off the North coast of Scotland. Like, you know, obscure locations where people live, but you know, like what goes on there? It's, you know, um, yeah, it's probably not that interesting to our listeners. Some other... Oh, 32 years ago in Thailand, General Sunthorn Kongsampong led a bloodless coup d'etat deposing pri- the Prime Minister. Is that regime still in power? Uh, I wonder. It's interesting. Uh, you know, military, military coups and all that. Um... What else is going on? Ooh, 40 years ago, the United States Environmental Protection Agency announced its intent to buy out and evacuate the dioxin-contaminated community of Times Beach, Missouri. What happened here? Oh, it's a ghost town in Missouri. What happened? Um, so, during the 60s, Northeastern Pharmaceutical and Chemical Company began operating out of a facility located near Verona in southwestern Missouri. The facility was owned by Hoffman Taff, a company that produced Agent Orange, an herbicide used during the Vietnam War. By the time that Northeastern Pharmaceutical and Chemical Company ceased operations, it was taken over by another company, and... Yeah, it looks like they just, like, leaked a bunch of this stuff into this community, and yeah, that that's a ghost town now, because people had to leave. This is tough, somewhat resonant with today, given the, um, of course, chemical leak in East Palestine, Ohio. There's been a lot of these things. There, I think there used to be more, which is part of the impetus for the EPA to exist, that there were a lot of these, like, types of chemical spills and and stuff like that uh very unfortunate that while we do have some of the regulatory bodies the a lot of infrastructure hasn't been invested in so there's like of course breakdowns like the train derailment that led to the chemical spill um in ohio uh there's like a thousand train derailments a year in the u.s which is crazy because you don't really hear about that uh, uh, but really goes to show that our infrastructure is in, in dire need of improvement. Um, one, one, one funny thing that is happening now is that, uh, the transportation secretary, which is usually an incredibly low profile, boring cabinet position has had probably the like most like difficult press run in the past year that it's ever had between like trucking backups and just shipping uh back like backups and supply chain issues and the the whole uh flight fiasco during like one of the busiest flight times of the year there was like they had to totally reset the system and now this train derailment uh not looking good for secretary Buttigieg. 
um, a proud Maltese man, by the way, who is un, un, you know got this position definitely as like a, f- a favor for dropping out of the 2020 primary and, and figured it would be a great line on the, his resume. But now he's handling he has to deal with just crisis after crisis. Uh, kind of funny to see that happen to like such a diehard careerist like like Mayor Pete. Uh, yeah. Uh, but going on to the today in history, um, ooh, 43 years ago, during the Iran hostage crisis, Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini states that Iran's parliament will decide the fate of American embassy hostages. Um, that must have been a crazy event to be alive for, the hostage crisis. Um, if you were alive for that, let us know. We'll talk about it. Um, what else uh, has happened today in history? Um, ooh, 69 years ago in 1956, the first mass inoculation of children against polio with the Salk vaccine begins in Pittsburgh. The eradication of polio is one of the cool, like, biggest success stories in modern medicine. It is, it is a genuinely incredible thing. It used to, like, debilitate so many people um and now it's almost completely eliminated um it's it only exists in a few isolated pockets of the world still um what else do we got oh this is a cool one Uh, 78 years ago in 1945 during world war ii during the battle of iwo jima a group of united states marines reached the top of mount suribachi on the island and are photographed raising the american flag that is that famous, I know you know the photo, of the American soldiers all working together to hoist the American flag on top of this mountain. Uh, iconic image. Uh, very cool. I remember that I, re- I watched a video a few months ago about they broke down, they discovered like a new guy who was in the if, uh, if, you know, picture that hadn't really been identified before and they identified it recently. So that, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what else is going on? Um, lots of World War II stuff. I guess a lot of stuff happened during World War II. Um, what else do we got going on? A lot, so much more. Ooh, 82 years ago, plutonium was first produced and isolated. That's cool. Um... What else do we... Oh, this is actually... Okay, this is a fun radio resonant one. 96 years ago in 1927, U.S. President Calvin Coolidge signs a bill by Congress establishing the Federal Radio Commission, later replaced by the Federal Communication Commission, which was to regulate the use of radio frequencies in the U.S. Very cool. And we are still, right now as I'm speaking, regulated by the FCC. So thank you, Calvin Coolidge, for getting that started. Uh, what else do we got in today in history? Oh, uh, it's always a little bit of, I should, I should like, oh, 120 years ago in 1903, Cuba leased Guantanamo Bay to the United States in perpetuity. We still maintain the base there. Cuba has asked to leave, but we always fall back on this 120 year old, uh, treaty where stars forever. Um, the ooh, 
Um, ooh, the Sino-French War happened. was going on 138 years ago. Um, oh, cool. Interesting. Oh. Oh, interesting. Oh, this is interesting. So... In 1861, on this day, Abraham Lincoln arrived secretly in Washington, D.C. after thwarting an alleged assassination plot in Baltimore, Maryland. This was before he was sworn in. Um, Interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that there was another attempted assassination of Lincoln before he even became president. I wonder how that timeline plays out. Civil War and the Reconstruction Era is a great counterfactual... uh, Zone, you know, zone, great zone has a lot of counterfactuals there. What if Lincoln isn't assassinated? What if he is assassinated, but Johnson's also assassinated? There was a concurrent attempt to assassinate Johnson when Lincoln was assassinated. What if Butler accepted the vice presidential nominee and then Lincoln's assassinated? What if, uh, what if Gettysburg goes differently? What if uh, Antietam goes differently? So many, so many interesting questions about like that period. Definitely a very fluid historical moment. We love it when our historical moments are are fluid, don't we? Um, All right, now we're getting back into like... Oh, this is actually a very cool one. So 568 years ago uh, in 1455, the traditional date of the publication of the Gutenberg Bible, the first Western book printed with movable type. Definitely a huge moment in in a american or not american world european history um that's that's really uh, we can close out on a little printing press talk so i learned in a class on the renaissance last semester that between 1400 and 1450 there were 20 to 30,000 books produced in europe books isn't quite the correct term probably manuscripts would be better because these were hand copied by monks took a long time to uh copy these books a lot of monks would spend hours years hours a day and year for years at a time in the scriptorium by candlelight copying books is incredibly so slow process to produce books then the printing press emerges sort of like you know in the 1440s 1450s and then from 1450 to 1500 there are 20 million books printed so you have a drastic increase in literate culture in europe at this time a lot a lot more people especially in urban areas learn how to read newspapers that are read have read by wide audiences uh really emerge at this time you get broadsheets which are like um like posters basically you have pamphlets this is really the, the period where you get for the very first time a mass media market uh, such such a thing did not really exist beforehand, and the effects of it are are huge uh, on the way people think. You're with the advent of mass literacy and a a literate public. Oh, excuse me. There was a like a a, cha- a fundamental change in human 
uh, subjectivity. You were able to inhabit a mental world that was much bigger and contained abstract ideas that existed independently of your day-to-day life and that were you could learn about events and things that were happening not in the speed that we are used to but you know close to when they happened uh, and, and and there's like a, 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 a culture around these things that emerges uh in my interview with matt chrisman we talk about this very very question uh, uh for a bit um it really is fascinating. Like without the printing press, you don't get something like the Protestant Reformation. The Protestant Reformation was able to happen because you had such a large amount of ur- literate urban uh, people who could now read Luther's critiques of the church and and, and resonate with them. And Luther was. Uh, a great writer. He was a, a, an incredibly polemical, fiery writer. He he really dug into and and, and called out, <laughs> called out. It's a very fun, funny way to refer to it, uh, but called out like a lot of what he saw as uh, church corruption, church hypocrisy. And, you know, he 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 made a lot of good points. I mean, I, I'm not a Protestant. I am I am a good Catholic boy, but. Um, like the Pope was like a, a prince, like a you know midi, like a Italian prince at the time, and there were two popes not even long before that, and it was to anyone's open eyes not hewing to the teachings of the Bible, and so now you have a bunch of people that are reading the Bible because remember it's translated into German by by Luther, um, and then you have Luther's uh, pamphlets and stuff that are circulating, um, and, and you have a lot of people that. It resonates with them, and they, and they latch on to it. And also, there is a commercial relationship between Luther and a lot of other early Protestant writers and the nascent printing industry, because Luther's writings sold really well. So, of course, they wanted to print it, and of course, there's an incentive for Luther to print more or write more. And so, you get get like this uh, early um, acceleration of the printing industry due to Protestantism and Protestantism emerges because of you know, printing. It's, it's a dialectical relationship, we could say. Um, and so what else um, are we going to do? All right, I am going to wrap up the show now because we have coverage of a women's basketball game with Jacob and Zach at the Finn. Very exciting. So I will hop off right now. This has been Please Tune In. I'm Ryan without Allison, and this is V891 The Roar.